0: Take your bibles with me if you will and go over to sec, uh, joshua with the second chapter joshua with the second chapter and as you're turning there i'll give you a couple of uh, quick announcements uh royal ranger work day on saturday uh the men are going to be meeting for an overnight trip uh out at lake fork and so men you have the details if you still need them are out front uh also the kids view we have decided to make some changes uh with kids view after coming back from a revival services uh, down in Corpus Christi, uh, the Lord just laid upon my heart that our children need to experience big church. Not just big church, they need to experience the presence and the power of God. And it's not that the Lord is not ministered to, to them uh, back there, but I believe as the Spirit of God moves, it needs to be something that becomes natural to them as they experience God. And so don't uh, lay out on fifth sunday just because there's not something for the kids there's something in here is the presence of the lord and our kids need the presence of the lord so every fifth sunday we're going to dismiss the kids view and bring them in here also sunday right after church i need to meet with all of our team leaders if you're in over a, a ministry uh, a department an area i need to meet with you to talk about the new on-ramp uh, that we have revamped on-ramp and also uh, collecting items food items and lifts needs for uh, pleasant hills children's home uh... the girls ministry is doing this and the cutoff will be on november the third and so you can find that in the four-year november the fifth our single mothers ministry savvy sisterhood is going to meet and then also the upcoming uh... renewal ministry uh... clayton yet resident ordained minister and also a professional counselor is going to be sharing some relational uh, needs and relational aspects and so if you would like to participate twenty dollars for individuals and i believe the cost for uh, a couple is forty there you go all right you get a discount if you come in pairs okay let's look here in joshua the second chapter Joshua the second chapter. Something caught my eye and I just want to share it with you tonight because I believe the Lord wants to speak to someone this evening. Amen? Aren't you glad when you're going through something that God, He can use vessels just to pour into you and to encourage you and to strengthen you? I believe the Lord's got something for you. I want to look at Joshua the second chapter and we're going to talk a little bit about the wall but that's not really the message tonight. I want you to look here as we we see that Joshua, in his wisdom, was one of the spies that went in 40 years prior to this point. And when he came back, only he and Caleb brought a positive report. They sent 12 spies in, and only two came back with a good report. He said, That's not going to work. We're going to send two spies in. <laughs> yeah, and I, I believe there was a conversation before the conversation. Uh, what's your report? It better be good. If it's not, off with your head. I don't know. It's not in the scriptures. I just got a feeling. Uh, There was no more wilderness wandering that Joshua wanted to go through. And so uh, these two spies go in. They find a house of a lady. That's the loose interpretation of the word. Maybe as you read the text. they, They meet a woman named Rahab. And I want you to begin, as we see here, as she hides the spies. And now she's having a conversation with them before they are released or they leave her. And says in verse 9, And she said to the men, I love this, I know that the Lord has given you the land, for the dread from you has fallen upon us, and all the inhabitants of the land melt in terror before you. For we heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea before you, When you came out of Egypt, and what you did to Shion and Og, the kings of the Amorites, who were on the other side of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed, our hearts melted when we heard these things. And no man had any breath left in him because of you. For the Lord your God is a God in heaven above and on earth below. So now, since I have acted faithfully, because she hid the spies, so that I have acted faithfully toward you, please swear to me by the Lord that you will also act faithfully toward my father's house. Please give me a firm pledge that you will swear, spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sister, all of whom they owe are their their own, and that you will deliver our lives from death. The men said to her, "Our lives for yours. If you do not report us, then when the Lord gives us the land, we will act faithfully and kindly." Then Rahab lowered them by a rope through the window, for her house was set. Notice this into the wall where she lived she said to them go to the hill country so that the pursuers do not find you hide there three days until the pursuers return after that you go on your way the men said to her we will be free from the oath that we have sworn to you unless when we come into the land you tie this red cord to the window through which you let us down you must bring your father your mother your brothers and all that belongs to your household into your home. Anyone who comes out of the doors of the house into the street is responsible for his own blood. We will be innocent. Yet for anyone who stays with you inside the house, we are responsible for his blood. If someone should lay a hand on him. But if you tell about this business of ours, then we will be released from the oath that we have made you, I swear, she said, let it be so according to your words. Then she sent them off, and they departed. Then she tied the red cord in the window. Mm. As you look here, we see Rahab, and yes, we could use her as a type of the church, possibly. But tonight, I wanted to talk to you about Rahab as a woman of faith, as a woman of faith. And how many know that There are times where faith requires us to move. The Lord says, get up. We talked about that Sunday. Uh, We saw the lepers at the gate. They got up and they began to move, and it was through hunger. But there are times where God tells us, and we know without a doubt, we got to get up and move. But there are times that we've got to sit still and know that he is God. I don't know about you, but it's easier for me to be on the move than it is to be sitting still. I'd rather, I'd rather be busy doing something. Uh, I'd rather just uh, get involved with something and, 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 and rather than uh, sitting still and waiting. But what we see here is Rahab teaches us a lesson, many lessons, but one that I, wanna, I really want to focus on tonight is the lesson that we learn from Rahab is learning how to sit still. And let me show you what I mean. She was here in the house. And what kept her in that place? In fact, the, the name of the, of the title of the message tonight is Remaining in the Room with the Red Rope. Remaining in the room with the red rope. Now you see that Rahab house butted up against the wall. It in fact archaeologists discovered even as recent as 1950. There was an archaeologist that came in and the archaeologist discovered that the, in the re-excavation of Jericho that there were literally houses still standing that came up against the wall and we see that the wall fell but Rahab's house did not fall now what we see is the spies had come in to spy out the land and so they came to spy out the land They made their way to Rahab's house, and Rahab was known to be the prostitute. Now, I tried to give her more credit, and I was looking at different resources, uh, but the language of the Word of God tells us that she was a prostitute. I don't know to what degree, if she was a temple prostitute or if that was her livelihood, but what we do discover about Rahab is that she had a a house that was butted. up. Against there she received those spies as they came in and when the officers of that city came looking for her she took looking for them she took them and set them on top of the roof where she had a bunch of flax bundled up and she had those setting aside now flax is an interesting plant is it not it's a plant that you get we have flax seeds which I tried to purposely avoid If I find something with flax seeds, I go, no, 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 I, my digestive system can't handle that. But we see also you get linseed oil out of flax. You get the fine linen that comes from flax, but the loose fibers uh, or the rough fibers of that, they will wind those up and make ropes out of them. But the oil that they produce from that, many times I think will use that as not just to protect wood, but they would use that in their dyes. And so it would stand to reason that the rope that she let them down on was a, was a rope made out of flax that was dyed red. And now there is a situation where she is whole. Understand, for 40 years, she's, she's likely have heard the tales of this God Jehovah who destroyed the nation of Egypt. In fact, parted a red sea, as she said, declares here. She's heard these stories, with a, with a, maybe with a, with a doubtful ear at times. Maybe there was times where, as a child, she thought, is this real or is this fables? I, I don't know. But now there are two spies from this nation, and these people are not living in the wilderness anymore. She's heard this has become real. It's become so real because now they've already defeated. A nation right there next to their borders on the other side of Jordan River. And so she's here. She's heard these stories her whole life. And so she makes a covenant with those spies. And those spies said, look, here's the covenant. Anybody you get in your house, including yourself, if you don't tell our business, anybody that comes into our house, they're going to be protected. But this city is going to be overtaken now she didn't know the means or the methods neither did the spies at that moment they didn't know for sure how that city was going to be overtaken but it was going to be overtaken but said this is what's going to this is what's going to be the sign that we are in covenant you're going to tie this red cord in the window I wonder if her neighbors thought maybe she was redecorating well maybe it's a new indicator I don't know but there's a red cord now Rahab made the covenant with the spies but now she's got to convince her family that they need to come into the house her her story has to be convincing her story has to be compelling And it all has to be under this cloud of secrecy somewhat, because if it gets out, she's dead, and there's nothing going to help her. So she has to go tell her family, look, you got to get in the house. Why? Because there's a red cord tied in the window. What does that red cord represent? That red cord represents a covenant that I have with those two spies. Now, I don't know about you because she didn't know what time they were going to get there. She understood that there was a miraculous God that did miraculous things. And this miraculous God can do whatever he wanted. He can part Red Seas. I don't know, or she might not know how God was going to do what God was going to do. She wasn't privy to that information. But I venture to guess if she knew they were coming, she didn't get very far from that house she stayed pretty close to that room that had the red rope because that red rope was her salvation. That red rope was going to keep her from destruction. Maybe she'd step out of the house the first day and like, well, I don't see anything happening. I'm not run down to the well and get the water, but I'm getting right back to the house. No, we're closed for business. No more no more coming in and out at this point guys this occupation that I have once lived in I'm not living in that anymore I don't know that to be true but she's preparing for destruction and salvation of her house so I I, I believe that possibly her business was closed and as she told her parents and she told her brothers and she told all of her relatives you got to get to the house don't be very far from the house because we got to stay in the room with the red rope. We got to get in the room with the red rope. Rahab, how do you know they're going to do what they said they're going to do? Because I've got this red rope. And this red rope tells me that they're going to, they, they have sworn, and this is our best bet. This is our best bet. So, what's going to keep her in the room with the red rope? Folks, uh, as we look here, she held on. To a promise that was made to her. There are times in life where we want to dart and run, and know she wasn't going to live in that house for the rest of her life. Her her residency there was going to be cut short because her life was about to dr- dradi- drastically change. But how many know, as we have already stated, that sometimes it's easier to run than it is to stand still. Be still and know that I am God. She had a promise that was sworn to her by two spies. And so she's holding on to that promise. In fact, uh, she was holding on to what was holding on to her. Which was that promise that was represented by that red rope. And as long as that red rope was tied in that window, she had a promise of safety. And in fact, uh, those two spies, they didn't know where they were going to be in the line. They didn't know how the walls were coming down. They just knew that that city was going to set aside for destruction. So I'm guessing that there are other people in Israel that heard the name Rahab before they even met Rahab. There's a woman named Rahab and you're going to know her because she's got a red cord tied in the window. And I have promised to her by God that we would not touch her or any one of her relatives. We are ensuring that she is safe. And if she's not safe, I'm coming after you. So people in Israel knew who she was. This band of warriors knew full well. When we, when we go in there, however God decides to destroy this city, there is one house we don't touch. It's that house with the red cord tied in the window. Now, what's going to keep you in that house? See, she had to stick to that house. And I venture to guess when they made that first round around the city. Woo! Get in here now. 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 Don't wait another moment. Don't wait another second. Get in the house. Daddy, I told you last week, you should have already been over here, you hard headed mule. I t- come on, boys, go get him, carrying if you have to. But we got to get in the house with the red ropes tied, and we're going to stay in that room. And I'm sure that they were holding back and holding on, wondering, okay, these Israelites, they didn't care if they were crazy or not because they had a belief in Jehovah God because they understood that what God did to the other nations, he was about to do to their nation, and there was going to be trouble that day. So they stood the first day. Maybe they just stood in silence and waited. They didn't leave that room. And there are times, folks, when God makes us promises in this The promise may be that you can take and you can take off running, but there are other times uh, where we just got to hold on to what's holding on to us. Anybody ever done the roller coasters and Six Flags and other places around the world? And you get those those heavy-duty roller coasters, which I don't ride anymore. I get sick riding in the car. (laughs) If I'm not holding on to something... (laughs) I have to drive because otherwise I'm gonna get sick but I've, I've been on those roller coasters where they, they they buckle you in and when that strap comes down or that big thing comes down and it just doesn't really lock it sucks into you you're like I couldn't move if I wanted to this thing is holding me for safety but I hold on anyway I'm not once throw my hands outside the roller coaster because I'm just afraid a bird or something's gonna fly by or I'll be at my long arms are longer than I think they are and they're gonna be getting taken off by one of the frames I used to be a roller coaster riding idiot but I can't even get on the kiddie cars anymore <laughs> in fact I avoid amusement parks like a plague but you know tonight the promises of God are holding on to you more than you're holding on to them you gotta hold, you gotta know what's gonna keep me in that room. I've got somebody holding on to me. Amen. I've got the promises of the Lord holding me. I didn't just show up here. I didn't just end up in this place. I live for God and God has given his life for me. I'm gonna stay put. I'm going to stay put and see the promises of God fulfilled. Hear me, someone, because you're in that place and you're wanting to run, you're wanting to dart, you're wanting to get out. And God's saying, no, you don't need to get out. You just need to stay in the room with a red rope and hold on to what is holding on to you. That scarlet thread is a representation of the blood and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But what's going to keep me in that room? See, she believed in what she heard. She believed in what she heard. She said, This is, folks, if we could get this down in our hearts. She said to the men, I know the Lord has given you the land. I know the Lord has given. You know what hell knows? God has given us the land. And for the dread from you, the dread from the church has fallen on, upon us. And <laughs> all the inhabitants of the land mount in terror before you. Don't be afraid of the be afraid of the devil and his demons and his imps and all the world system because let me tell you they melt in fear of you all he's got is propaganda all he's got is attack but let me tell you greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world All he's got is the notions of anxiety, worry, stress, and care. If you stop worrying, you'll stop stressing, and you'll stop caring what he has in store. But this is the reason why he was afraid and why he's afraid, for we have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea. Don't you love that? The devil may not be scared of me, but he's scared of the one living on the inside of me. Because the same God that dried up those Red Seas is the same God living inside of me. The same God that destroyed the King Og and the Amorites and all of the other ites. Uh, Let me tell you, he lives on the inside of every child of the living God. And he's afraid of you. And he's telling you this situation is going to consume you. It's going to devour you. This is going to be the end of all things. But that's not what the word of the Lord declares because the enemy has heard. At the end, we win. At the end, we are victorious. But not just at the end, we start and finish, folks. We have already won through the power of Jesus Christ. What's going to keep me in the room with the red rope? It's going to, what's going to keep me there is the promise I've heard of how great my God is. Rahab had no context. She was not in covenant with God. But she had heard. There's a God. Your God is greater than our gods. Your God is greater than anything we've ever known. I've been in this city all my life, and I have resorted to to make my living through prostitution. Uh, But I heard that your God uh, is greater than our God's. Uh, Chances are she might have been, and this is only speculation, she might have been a temple prostitute. But let me tell you, that didn't bring her any source of satisfaction uh, when it came to the end of the day. I believe, folks, uh, as we see the Word of God and what the Word declares to us uh, is what kept her in that room and near that room uh, is the fact she believed what she heard. Mm. The inhabitants feared what God had done for the covenant people. What will keep me in the room with the red rope? She believed before she saw. And the Lord's feared something with me, and I, I just it was too clever to come from my own mind, so I'm just going to share it with you. If I believe before I see I will see what I believe if I believe before I see I will see what I believe she believed before she saw and what happened she saw what she believed if I will hold to this red cord room if I will hold on to this red rope tied in the window I can trust and rest assured that Jehovah God, through his people, will protect me and guard me from destruction. He will keep me in that hour. I want to encourage someone right now, but knowing this, that God's got a hold of you and the blood of sacrifice of Jesus Christ is that what that, that rope represents and it is stronger than any weapon of the enemy it is greater than any device of the enemy and what will keep us close to Christ is knowing that God will keep us in the midst in the hour because we're going to see what we believe we're going to hold on and we're going to believe it we're going to receive it we're going to walk in it in the midst of what I cannot see, I must hold to what I believe. But if I can't see it, I still have to hold to the belief because the belief is greater than the sight. The belief is greater than the sight. My wife made a statement the other day I thought it was so fantastic. The just shall live by faith. Interpretation of that passage is this. If you take away faith, you take away life. I'm going to say it good or not. Because <laughs> it struck me right here. In fact, if I want to have spiritual life, I've got to have faith. And if I stop having faith, then I stop having spiritual life. So if... If faith pleases God, then fear does not please the Lord. If faith pleases God, disbelief and mistrust does does not please the Lord. I would hate to think that any one of my children or my grandchildren would think things about me that were not true. In fact, anyone that their first thought comes to mind is accusatory, then ultimately I don't believe they know me. If if your first thought when it comes to someone else uh, is to bring accusation uh, about what they don't like or don't believe or or, or won't receive, uh, then ultimately you probably don't know that person. But the sad reality is, uh, is there's too many in the world, uh, and sadder enough, too many in the church uh, that believe things about God the Father that are just not true. In fact, there's some belief systems in the house of God uh, that if it were true in the world, uh, we would take God and turn him into, uh, we would take him straight to CPS and turn him in. There are some afflictions that are put upon people, and those afflictions they count and credit to a loving father, which is not true. So when we stop living by faith, we stop living. That's not meant to be a cloak of condemnation that comes on you. It is meant to say to you tonight, hold on and stay in the room with the red rope. You don't know what to do. Don't do anything at all. You don't have to get in there and mess things up. You don't have to get in there and and try to work harder and do more and be more. What you need to do is sit down and just rest in knowing that God is God. And if he tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. But until he tells me to do something, I'm just going to stay in the room. As we look here, it's going to keep her in the room. She heard promises of God she believed before she saw she was a person who listened and understood now chances are she could have ran you are coming to destroy this city I'm out of here I'm gone like a chicken bone I'm out like sauerkraut had an Arkansas preacher explain to me what going like a chicken bone meant see so it's when you get a bowl of chicken bones and you sit it outside your house and when you go back and look at the bowl all the bones are gone because the dogs come got them and took off with them <laughs> something got them out like sauerkraut because except for Lee Fogelman who likes it anyway so <laughs> I'm just saying it because it rhymes I like it if you put spicy sausage in it but what we see here is she could have ran for it just like Moses could have ran at the Red Sea just like many of you could have ran but you didn't run some of you could have ran out of this building when it was empty some of you could have ran in the times of difficulty but you stayed there's some of you could have ran out of your marriage but you stayed put some of you could have ran from the situation but you set still you just held on because this is what you know that it's not just her that is at stake but now her mama, her daddy, her brothers, her kin, her, her, her nieces, her nephews, no limitations. If you could get them in the house, they were safe. If they would come to the house, then they were safe. If they would stay in the uh, re- remain in the room with the red rope, then all of them were going to be safe. And I don't know that she understood. And I don't know that many times we preach the walls of Jericho as the destruction that God was bringing upon that city. But do you note that they had six days, in fact, seven days to repent? Jericho had all the opportunity in the world, even more so than some others, uh, to do what Rahab did uh, and say, "We, we surrender to your God. We surrender to Jehovah. We lay it all down, but they didn't do it. Now, I'm sure that Rahab was having conversations in the room. Dad, I told you to get here a week ago. I'm glad you're here now, and you're not going out. You can go fishing when we're done. You're not leaving this room. You're not walking out of this house. You're staying right there. Nothing happened that first day, second day, third day, not until the seventh time on the seventh day. And every bit of the wall, as the Word of God says, collapsed, swallowed, it, except for Rahab's house. Why? Because there's a red rope tied in the window. thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it's not going to come nigh thee. Why? Because you've got a red rope tied in your window. You got a promise if you heard about you hadn't seen it you don't know it but let me tell you the end is greater than the beginning the end is greater than the beginning you may be in a season and time of your life where you just things just don't make sense you don't understand and you've been asking the god this repeated question what do i do what do i do what do i do and the lord is it almost feels like god is not even speaking to you because the lord hadn't changed his plan from the beginning he's telling you right now just to sit still and know that he is God now folks let me tell you divine opportunities hear this Rahab had found herself at a place divine opportunities open the door of divine destiny divine opportunities open the door to divine destiny now Rahab welcomed those spies in she hid them did her part soon as they left she tied the red rope in the window didn't wait another second another minute and this is our salvation this is where I'm putting it Israel came in the destruction of Jericho was complete no one touched Rahab's house God did not touch Rahab's house The destruction did not touch Rahab's house. No Israelite covenant person touched Rahab's house. Except for the two spies that went knocking on the door. Um, Is Miss Rahab here? We need to go now. Now, I love the word of God. Matthew 1, verses 5 and 6. Salmon What was the statement I made? Divine opportunities open the door of divine destiny. Here's another good reason to stay in the room with the red rope. Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. Obed begot Jesse. Jesse begot David, the king, according to Matthew 1, 5 through 6. Hmm. Now, Josephus said that Salmon of the tribe of Judah was actually one of the two spies. That's according to Josephus. Pretty interesting, isn't it? I, I, I don't know that Salmon, maybe he... He had to suffer the ridicule of the of the Israelite nation because he's going to take on a woman here who was a prostitute, living in a condemned city by a damned people that was destined for destruction. But now Rahab made such an impression upon him. Now these two are in covenant. And the beautiful thing is, I believe that's what Lin to. The fact uh, that Boaz uh, was willing to marry Ruth because uh, Boaz uh, he he understood that that his mama his mama came from Jericho what did what did grandma what did grandma Rahab do come on tell me daddy what did she do what did she do well she was a she made great ropes and fine linen and she was a brother (laughs) what well, she lived in the Jericho, and the Lord destroyed Jericho. And, and you know, she made the, the most beautiful ropes you've ever seen. She tied one in a window. Have I told you the story about it? And she's a prostitute. <laughs> Daddy, what's a prostitute? You know, woman of the night. What does that mean? You're not old enough. Please be quiet. But <laughs> see, Boaz took Ruth, who was not an Israelite. And they had a son named Obed. And Obed had Jesse. Jesse had a shepherd boy named David. And we understand that that lineage and that tribe, if you trace it down in Matthew, goes all the way to Jesus. Let me tell you, don't leave that room with the red rope just yet. I believe there's a destiny that's going to be turned around you know the beautiful thing is is that it's not where we started that's most important because divine destiny seized in divine opportunities can take our past and be eclipsed by our finish can take our our past and our history and who we were and what we did and the professions we had and the hurt we caused and the injuries involved and if we will just come to God and stay where he puts us and do what he tells us to do and just hold on to what's holding on to us, let me tell you, the end is going to be so much better than the beginning. In fact, the end is going to eclipse the beginning. James mentions two persons of faith in his book to the church, in his letter to the church. He mentions Abraham, and he mentions Rahab. And there's only two women in the chapter, Hebrews 11, the chapter of faith, that are mentioned. Sarah and Rahab. Of the only two women mentioned by name. And they are written in the canon of scriptures, uh, the letters to the church, uh, as a, a great, 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 great grandmother of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what caused all of that to happen? She stayed in the room with the red rope. She didn't go out. She didn't tell the business. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Uh, somebody in this house, uh, you're so close to a breakthrough, it's not even funny. The enemy is trying his dead level best to get you out of that room of covenant, get you away from what you've heard about Jehovah God. You know why the enemy does not want you in the Word? Because in the Word, there's promises. In the Word, those promises drive out fear. In the Word, you understand the power of the living God. Then you discover what God has done for you. Because of what he did for Rahab, he wants to do for you. And let me tell you, what he did for Rahab was cause his son to come forth. Oh, let me tell you, it's not your start you need to keep fighting against, it's your finish you need to focus on. Amen. Try, you can't start over. You keep, we keep trying to jump, but go back before we made all the mistakes. We try to go back and and, and start at a place where there is no pain. There is no shame. There is no regret. Let me tell you, forget those things. Learn from it. Live out every day according to what God says about you now. Those walls fell. Rahab left. Rahab, you ready to go? I am. See, the two spies are the ones knocking on the door. The two spies knocked on the door and she left with them. They're the ones that made the promise, they're the ones she held to. And then her journey really just began. Because she's going to settle where Judah settles. Because she's now oh I like that part because I just got it stuff I just get is the best stuff I'm sorry Lord I got in your way for so long (laughs) she's gonna settle in the tribe of Judah I'm scared in this room I don't know this God I don't know what's gonna happen to my family I don't know what's going to happen to this marriage. I don't know what's going to happen to this body. I don't know what's going to happen in the future of this world. I don't know what's going to happen on that workplace. But all I know is I got a promise and I'm going to stay in the room with the red rope because I believe whatever's begun here is going to end up better than where we're at. And no, she was not the person she needed to be. But let me tell you, she came into relationship with the person who was a part of the tribe of Judah now she lived out her days with the tribe of Judah what does God have in store for you he wants you to live in the tribe of Judah he wants you to live in the tribe of praise He wants you to live in a place where you know that you know that you know, hey, I'm not who I was. Let me tell you, when she left that house, I venture to guess, she did not continue in prostitution. Her red light district days are now over. She's not looking for love in all those wrong places anymore. She found it there's no mention of her being married now she's got a man and that man is a worshiper because he's a part of Jehovah worship he's a man of his word he is walking let me tell you some of your wives in this house today you need to stay in the room with the red with the red rope until that husband starts lining up to what he's supposed to be maybe he's not where he's at right now but let me tell you you can hold on and keep believing and keep trusting and I believe you're gonna receive the worshiper that you're looking for if you'll just hear Keep holding on. Uh, let me tell you, there's a, there's a good men in this house uh, right now because there's been great women standing in that room uh, and not letting go of that rope. Yes, yes. That's all free. <laughs> Ladies, I thought I'd get a bigger shout than that. <laughs> Being humble, thank you. As <laughs> long as you know you're humble, then you're humble, Right? Be still and know that He is God. You came to this house tonight with this question, Lord, what do I do? Husbands, wives, sons, daughters, what do I do? With every person in here, there's there's a a different scenario but I like to look not only at the situation and see how they got through it, I like to see the end of the road. I like to see not just where they're at and where they're going, I like to see where they end up. I like to see where they're, what happened to the person who stood their ground in the midst of adversity, in the midst of the reports in the midst of the conflict they just held on to god let me tell you the end is greater than the beginning stand father we thank you lord tonight for your mercy and your grace as the worship team makes their way up tonight if you've come to this house i'm not going to ask you the details of your situations between you and god but you're facing something and you need answers and you came here tonight and you said lord I, i need an answer i need an answer and you're in this place right now and the Lord is saying to you you need to be still what I promise I will fulfill What I promise to you I will fulfill if that's you tonight and you're saying Lord I've just I've come and this is the this if this is your answer I'm just gonna lift my hands and surrender I'm gonna return to the I'm gonna return to the tribe of praise but if you're in this house tonight and this message is, is right now right now I believe the Lord, in fact, I know, I know him well enough to know this. If you come tonight with your hands uplifted, no matter how, whatever situation you face, I know that I know that I know the Lord. He's going to give you the strength to stay in that room because that promise has got a hold of you. More than you've got a hold of yet. Come on. Come on. Come on. Right now. Right now.